check your mics. Check your mics. There's the sound of heavy breathing coming from the front yard. I repeat, heavy breathing coming from the front yard. Okay, welcome back with our with us with the uh, Yard Breathers podcast. We have some special guests that we'll get to here in a second. Of course, there's me and my guest over here, TJ, who's more worried about the screen. Hey, TJ, how you doing today? Good. 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 Okay, saw you out there working out, looking good. Thank earlier. you. My summer bod. Okay, well, we have two guests here. Our topic today is going to evolve around being the spouse of a firefighter, being married, and all the challenges and that comes along with and uh we'll talk to these two let them introduce themselves and see how long they've been either i'm assuming both of you guys are obviously you're both married if i'm, I'm assuming correctly yes yes um and we'll go over that we'll let you guys first we'll go over here with estelle estelle tell us about yourself. how long have you been with uh married to a first responder that kind of thing well married only six months i guess it's been okay but i've been with him for five years has he been has he been a fire first responder for five years no Three, three. But you guys have been together five. He was three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I remember the, 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 the young Alex walking yeah, in. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you go ahead, please. Uh, my name's Amber. Amber, okay. Me and uh, my husband have been together for eight years. He's been in the fire service, I think, for seven out of the eight. When we first got together, he was just a volunteer. Okay, okay. So you guys got married while he was a fire. So you weren't a fire mm-hmm. married before him? No, we've been okay. married for about two years now. It's been two years already. Wow, we got some, some, wow. yeah, some young ones. I guess yeah. what you would saw in the, in the goes, goes by the super fast. I've seen it all. I've been married to Camille ten years this year. Yeah, Ooh, bro. Ten years. I'm, uh, <laughs> ten years. That's it. Rough. No, I'm just kidding. I love <laughs> you. I'm going on fifteen or sixteen, something yeah. somewhere in that range. So, okay. Well, we'll get started. Um, you got a list of questions? I have some. Okay. We're jumping to those in a sec here. Uh. So I ask you first, Estelle, in your words, your words, you tell me your personal, what's it like being married to a to a firefighter? Um, well, it's definitely nice having the house to myself at least three days a week, but I don't know. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it can be hard. I feel like recently it's been easier than when he first became a firefighter. So so there was some adjustment there? It took you some time oh, to yeah. adjust to him not being home? Yeah. Or just not me being his sole attention, I guess. Ah, okay. And Amber, how about you? What was it like, uh, in your words, what it was like being married to a firefighter? Um, it's challenging for sure. You know, the fire service is kind of like a mistress of theirs that you have to get used to. Yeah. Oh, well, I like that. That was a yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. You should quote that. Mistress. <laughs> you should really, you should really quote we that. We didn't put anything on our board today, but. No, we had to keep, Alex should keep an eye on where I'll have for Okay. Well, hold on. Let me, I, got a, I got a question Go real quick. I don't know if you have this question. I, I, just I, if I don't, I'll mark it off. Um, what was, and I'll ask you Estelle first, what was your perception of the fire service before Alex got into it or before you knew anything about the fire service? Well, my uncle was in the fire service, so I kind of had a little understanding. Like, I knew he was there all the time, but... Like, from what I 
heard like my family talking of it like he was gone a lot and his wife was a nurse so she was gone a lot so I just figured he'd be gone all the time I figured he'd never be home which is kind of true sometimes Uh, so Amber um I mean I guess I I definitely had uh, some sort of background with the fire service. My great grandfather was the first chief at Atkinson Volunteer, so he lived across the street from the fire oh, department. Okay. So we were there all the time, right? In and out. I I have a general good like perception of the fire service for sure. Okay, and um, from the day one till now, has, has anything changed on your like what you like in the, in the very beginning to what you now? Has you got any anything you think that's really changed on the way you think about it? No, no. I mean, my respect for the fire service has definitely amped up a lot. Yeah. You know, I didn't, uh, it wasn't like hand-in-hand knowledge from the beginning, just watching him go volunteer. Now I'm definitely a lot more involved in, you know, going and hanging out, going to dinner, stuff like that. You know, it is a lot easier with him working at, like, a volunteer department. It feels a lot more, like, welcoming to go there and hang out than, like, uh, his uh, full-time at Pender. Okay. Let's see. So you said still anything? Anything you think has changed from the day one? So about this, I know you're still young in it. But yeah. Any, anything has changed? Like I'm perspective? still fresh in it, but I don't know. It's fun, like getting to hear all of his stories and hanging out with everybody, coming up, playing games with his crew. So it's been fun so far. Playing games. Imagine that. <laughs> Did you guys have any difficulties with the, the schedule challenges of them being home, not being home for 24 and even possible picking up overtime or emergency yeah. situation where they can be not home for two, three, four days at a time? Was there? How did you guys deal with that? Uh, well, for Florence, he was gone for 12 days. I was at the house by myself dealing with the storm, power outages, our dogs. It's a lot to manage a household when it's just you and you're used to having that like 50 50 partner but it is very rewarding when like they finally come home and you get to hear how successful things went and uh, all their like good stories for sure okay so how did you do with that how did you deal with the not being home <laughs> for 24 plus even longer than that sometimes it kind of just depended i guess like he's coming home in a good mood or if he's just tired he likes to sleep a lot when he's home you talk to him about that too yeah (laughs) but it kind of just it really just depends on the situation okay let's see see what we got here for you so i'm assuming i think i know the answer to this but neither one of you guys have children at the moment right no 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 so just i know you you have a pet and you mentioned you have a pet but Mm -hmm. no no children that that gets involved with no kids. Not having the other one home. I'm sure I'm sure not having kids in a situation makes it a lot easier yeah. to manage. Okay, yeah. I'd, For sure. I don't know, I don't I can I, even answer that from a from a father's standpoint. Because when I have to tell when I have to tell Camille I'm going to a training or I ask her when I'm going to a training, bro. The look I get. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, that's fair. That's a question with you guys. You guys can be honest about it. Do, if, if if your spouse comes home and they're like, hey, I need to go to this training or I'm going to be gone for this long, are you guys normally okay with it, cool with it? I mean, are you guys? Um, honestly, it depends on my mood at the time yeah, when you ask me. It definitely <laughs> depends on my mood. If I've had like a relatively good few days, I'm always 
uh, we'll try to be in the mindset of, yeah, if it's going to further your career or your education, if it's something that you're genuinely interested in, go for it. I love that for you. I want you to do it. But when I, (laughs) when I'm having those days where I just want to be, you know, with my partner and I want a shoulder to lean on and he's gone, those are the hardest days for sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, um, not going to put words in my wife's mouth, but we've been, she's 10 plus years going into this with me. And I remember in the beginning when we just had our daughter and I was just getting started in the fire service. So I was gone a lot more mm-hmm. trying to get all those certifications to even get into a career department. And I know it was really hard on her not being there for extended time, especially with a, a small child. And then it got easier because obviously that child got older. Yeah. And then we had our second child. So now we, you know, starting over again. But I didn't have to do as many. So at this point now, I know um, I wouldn't say every single one I want to go to. She's OK with it. But normally don't have that big of an issue anymore. Knowing uh, the number one question I get asked now is when I bring up a training, it's the number one question is how much does it cost? And who's paying for it? That is that is the question. I don't get how long anymore. It's how um, how much, is, how, it how much is it? Yeah. Like next week I'll be in uh, Concord at the Great Wolf Lodge for a training. But the lucky thing about that is the family gets to come with me for a oh, couple yeah, of days. Oh, yeah, they'll love that. So That's they're going nice. to spend their time there. So that kind of makes it a little easier when I'm going to be gone for a couple of days when they can come along. Yeah. So... I think the only part that gets, um, I don't really know if aggravating is the word I would use, but when it's like four trainings in like two months and they're gone for a week at a time in those two months, four to five times, that gets a little challenging. You just got to resort back to the education part, as you just said. He's yeah. getting education and he's furthering his knowledge <laughs> yeah. to the mistress he loves. Remember yes, that? Yes, so the mistress. That. The mistress is the hard part. I mean, I know it's tough, and even like when we when we had Knox, and you know, I've I've got a ten year old and a two year old, and when we had just Elena, it was a little easier when she was older, and then when we put a newborn into it, mm-hmm. it was like, all right, you got to stop. So even like some of the overtime, I'll try to pick up because it's so easy. Like I'm trying to teach her, and uh, not teach her, but make her understand. Like it's easy for me to come in and work a back twelve, because generally, you know. You come in and you can go straight to bed, and then you just got to deal with what you got to deal with at night. So, it's it's easy, you know. And it to y'all, I know it doesn't because they're away, and mm-hmm. to her, I'm not with her and the kids, and it's tough. But it's almost like I'm just making money. Just well, yeah, sleep. I get the back twelve because I tell Alex that if you're gonna get paid to sleep, you do it. And you know, it's <clears throat> generally the tough part, you know, about it, and it's it's easy. So why wouldn't you do it? But again, you're away from the family makes it it makes it hard on that so i can see the side i do see the side yeah sometimes yeah. sleeping alone often gets very lonely at times mm-hmm. depending on how frequent it is yeah and then you know like when they're home during the day if it was a busy night calls all night long they want to sleep so then you're up by yourself again yeah. it, it goes through cycles definitely you know when they're busy with classes busy with overtime you're busy with your job like i just started a night shift job so now we have opposite schedule so oh. that's been a little challenging for sure because when he's home now during the day i'm sleeping yeah that's how it started off with me and my wife at first i uh would be going working during the day going to the academy at night she's working to the day so i was six days a week i'm not home at night and or if i'm getting home it's 11 12 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and i know it was tough her being up with a young and then i get home 
you know, trying to take some of the burden off her, I'm going to be up all night with the youngin. But then I got to realize I'm back up in the morning at five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. back to work, back to the academy. It was, boy, I mean, you you can relate at that time. It was, it was, <laughs> it was tough. But uh, another thing now, and since you guys don't have little ones in the future, if you guys ever do have little ones, one of the things I've learned that's kind of a blessing and a curse, at least for me, and I maybe TJ can relate to this, is. It started with my daughter, but now it's my son. So when I'm not home, or like when I wasn't home, my daughter was in the bed with my wife. They stayed in the same bed together. Okay, you know, I'm not home, that's fine. But now I'm at the point, now it's my son who does it, and he's in the bed all the time now. It's hard to get him out of that thing. I'm trying to work on figuring out how to get him out of the bed now. But because when I'm not home, she lets him in the bed, which I have no problem with that. He likes being in the bed, but... So if, once you guys have them come to that point, you have that, that little one who's going to want to be in, and it's going to be hard to get yeah. him out of the bed. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be there probably TJ in the next couple years or, or so. It's, it's worth it. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Camille's the same way. She She's scared of fire, and she's scared she won't be able to get to the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. And so Knox and sleeps in the bed with her when I'm not home, and even Elena. And so when I'm – and even Knox and still sleeps in the bed with us. But we try him out in the crib. And then he's in the bed with us eventually. Sometimes I don't wake up, so I don't hear him. So I just roll over, and he's there. So I'll tell – and Camille knows it. I don't wake up. I mean, if, unless I'm up and he wakes up, I don't hear him. So <clears throat> that's a challenge, too. But that's, it gives somebody for Camille to sleep with. But she probably doesn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest challenge right now is the 45 alarms they don't wake up to in the morning. Oh, Alex, wait. No, Alex checks his – he'll set his at night. Ten minutes later, checks it again. Finishes the TV show, checks it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you because I sleep heavy, Bro, and I've done it where I forget to set my alarm. Or after the first time I check it, something happened. Yeah. So here lately, I'll check mine a bunch because I accidentally instead you I ch- I put the time, but I forget to check the AM or PM. So there's been a couple of times where I wake up and it's like I got five minutes to be outdoor to get to work, and I'm like, why did my phone go off? And I look at it and I'm like, oh, I set it for PM. six PM. And it's going off here at 6 p.m. It's it's comical to see when he opens up his Rolodex of alarms. It's 6, 6, 10, 6, 15, 6, 20, 6, 25, 6, 30, 6, 35. And then he snoozes all of them. So then they're going off every three minutes. And it's under his pillow in his hand. So he just clicks the button when it goes off. No, my, my, and then I'm over there wide awake. My wife makes to sure. his alarm every two minutes. Yeah, when it goes off, my wife makes sure I'm up. She's like. Get up, turn it off, get out of bed. There's no snoozing. She don't allow me to. There's none of that. No. After about 15 minutes of listening to the first couple seconds of his alarm every two minutes, I will shove him out of the bed, and he finally gets up. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, We're getting into a little more of a serious one, and I don't. You you guys are a little more newer. I don't want to say newer, but newer to the um, service. Do you guys? Is there any? I don't want to use the word fear because maybe fears is a little strong, but any type of worries or anything with this this job what this job brings along with with concerns. your concerns with your spouse <laughs> um and i don't know if you guys have ever looked at the statistics and all the kind of stuff that comes along with being a firefighter as far as from cancer and divorce rates and just everything that comes along with it have you guys any well, of that ever? now i'm thinking about it <laughs> i talked to several before. spouses and they, some of them say they do research mm-hmm. they look at that kind of stuff no I and i didn't know if you guys have if that's ever been something that worries you or well i um i worked at the uniform store for like in and out multiple uniform stores for first responders for about five years so you hear a lot of the horror stories with like you know within the department men and women you know cheating talking divorce rates things like that so that's 
definitely scary. You have to have a, a tough skin and a strong understanding of your boundaries and your relationship. Um, but then also, like, social media and movies, they're always worse to the worst, you know? Yeah. Falling through a roof, getting sucked into a fire, like, that's definitely something you think about a lot. But, yeah. you know, with a smaller department out in, you know, BFE, like he works at, <laughs> it's not really something you have to worry about a whole lot, but definitely in the beginning, it was on my mind a lot. Well, I think a lot of times that those shows and stuff, um, so like, I don't watch them because they just... It's Not crazy. Realistic. On those shows, it's the worst, absolute worst day mm-hmm. of everybody's life every single episode. You can only get hit by so many spontaneous tornadoes or bridge <laughs> collapse and stuff. That I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's like um, you only hear those once in a four blue moons horror stories. Those are the ones that always get around and everyone always talks about. Or like those really bad calls that take toll on you for years and, you know outside of the service that's usually what you hear you don't hear the day-to-day small stuff cat in a tree type calls <laughs> yeah. cat, that, 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 that. i've had two i've had two in my career nope never have you know what i brought that up to somebody the other day i literally said have you ever seen a cat skeleton in a tree and they look at me and go no because other critters pick it off and eat it that's why you don't see it <laughs> i never thought about that you know <laughs> other animals come along and eat the cat so that's why you don't see their body just lying. Mm, i was like wow. you know what i have never thought about that that changes the spectrum yeah. a lot. <laughs> circle of life yeah i might have to a lot of departments don't do it anymore what allows that's what and Camille got scared one time. We had the McClammy. Remember the McClammy fire? Oh, we had the, the, the lightning strike, the explosion. When yeah, when we got, um, just to give you a background, I was involved. I don't know what we call it. Smoke explosion, backdraft, flash. I'm pretty sure they chalked it up as a smoke I explosion. I think it was a smoke explosion. Well, Junior happened to see it. He was out in the, in the yard, you know, like he always is. And, He's um, standing in the yard. <laughs> uh, the house exploded. We didn't know it. Me and Mark were inside. And uh, he happened to tell Camille, like, I didn't say anything to her because I didn't want to freak her out. Mm-hmm. And I think Junior ended up telling her um, what he's seen, and it, it scared her. And even the other day, uh, remember when we were moving the signs the, a couple weeks ago? Oh, 17? God. Dude, and I thought you were done for. I like, was I thought really was close gone. to getting hit by a car. Like, I was probably, for me, from you, from getting hit by a, um, I don't know what it was. It was a, a Challenger or Charger. Fast-moving vehicle. And, uh, it, I mean, out on 17 at, like, 5 or 30 in the morning, and I was like, you know what, we're done. So, I try not to tell her, but then I eventually end up telling her, you know, that this happened to me. Because that one, I'm not going to lie, I never really went and sat in my office and be like, hey, that almost got me. But after that, I went and sat in my office and was like. I forgot about that. That was just, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was during that crazy windstorm we had. Yeah. And we were uh, moving those signs at Bojangles mm-hmm. at like 530 in the morning. And and it's not all their fault. It's probably my fault, too, not paying attention and um, having my vest on and not just moving signs and you know for me to you that car came whipping by and i was like i got back and i don't know how i didn't get I, you i told him i told tvp i'm like hey you know what we're done i don't care i can call back yeah. we're not we, coming back out i here. i was standing i little, went and yeah. sat in my office for 45 minutes with my head down thinking that was it it really scared me that was about the only time i've ever been scared in my career right there because i knew it was going to end Isn't- on 17 <laughs> That's yeah. I, I yeah, forgot about that one. one. Literally, I'm standing. He's standing. I'm be right behind him, and I don't know how. I, I honestly don't know how. Like he's, it happened so fast. I don't know how the vehicle missed him. And uh, we were doing everything right. We had our vest on. We were standing where we were supposed to. But I'm, I'm assuming that car probably wasn't paying attention. Oh, they were definitely going Maybe. a lot faster than the the posted speed limit. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not as seasoned as your wives, of course, yeah. but. I have come to the understanding that it's the things they don't tell you that scare you the most because 
the stuff that scares them, they're not going to tell you about. So now, do you guys, Estelle, do you guys ask? Do you, like, when Alex comes home, do you ask, hey, do you guys have anything? Do you ask, do you look for information of how his, not necessarily how his day went, but, like. Look- I don't think I really look for things, like, for scary things. I just try and, like, ask about, like, if there were any calls, like, anything exciting kind of happened. Usually it's so do you want to do but... you personally want to hear about that kind of like if Alex had a bad call do you like I mean I don't want to say like but do you is that do you like I know like my wife I'll I tell her like... some things but she don't seek the information out she don't ask hey did you have any really bad calls what or if I tell her about a bad call she don't ask about the details of the call like she doesn't ask oh so. yeah I usually go I don't think I'm trying to get the details for like to like scare me but yeah. I like the details I. I usually ask like a generalized question of how your shift went, but we also have the understanding that if it's something bad enough that it's weighing on his mind, like he's going to tell me because you guys work at a very male dominated industry and a lot of guys have the mindset that you don't talk about what bothers you the most. But well, I mean, that stuff true. can sit inside and eat you up and cause problems for yourself and you know, you project that on others. So if it's something really bad, Tell your spouse. Get it out of your mouth. Sometimes that's all it takes to take the edge off. That's a topic we have coming up in the future. We have a guest coming on. Um, and I don't know if you guys know, but the fire service or the first responders in general are up there now, if not have overtaken or just about with military and that aspect of mental health and suicide mm-hmm. and just burnout. and Mental so. health is a very serious Subject. I mean, especially if you work in a public surface, you're supposed to have the face on all the time and be mm-hmm. happy about what you do. And everything is sunshine and rainbows. And you guys get cats out of trees and help old ladies across the street. You know, you don't deal with the ever... infant deaths or I mean, people yeah. losing family members. Or... I don't think I've ever helped an old person across the road. <laughs> <laughs> now you are. I'm going to yeah. have to now. I need <laughs> now, to you, now you got to. That's, that's good. It's it's very serious. You know, don't be scared to talk to your spouse about it. You know, if it might not be stuff that we want to hear, but just knowing that you trust us enough to get it out of your mouth, that definitely definitely gets you a lot of miles. Yeah, with, with two kids, Camille, me and Camille barely get to have a conversation at night. It's usually we're eating dinner, and uh, she's giving the kids a bath, and I'm just tired from working another job. And so she really won't ask. Sometimes she will, and she's very supportive. And uh, I'll I'll try to tell her. I'll tell her some stuff I had. And if I had a really bad call um, and it's weighing on me a little bit, that's why I'm I'm being quiet. Like, not trying to ignore you, but just didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Had some things going on at work, dealing with. And, you know, I'll I'll share a little bit with her. Sometimes she'll ask. Sometimes she won't. It just depends on her mood. It's odd because I don't necessarily share a lot about what happens on the job with my wife. My daughter, she's 12. She takes an interest. She's the one who asks questions and want to know details and this and but there's a lot of the whys why does this happen why does this happen why does that and I, I don't know if it's good or not but i have used some of the things i have seen in this job not necessarily exact details with my daughter using the examples of stuff i've seen to try to, to help her with the, the do's and don'ts and mm. you know some of the stuff that i've seen nowadays that some of these young kids are doing and uh and it's Makes it interesting. You get an extra perspective there. So let's see. Do we have anything? Anybody? Our, our no. Do we have anybody comment on? Junior want to know why my hat was on sideways again. That's why I took it off. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I can't see that. And now I have a bald spot. You have a bald spot? I guess. It ain't for me. I don't know. I'm not on your shift no more. Nope. 
see one of the see i got one have you guys have you guys do you know you guys notice right away like if your spouse or your your you're, in this case both the husbands i can say husband i don't know the, what we're allowed to use is the correct term nowadays um <laughs> notice if they come in right off the bat something wrong something's bothering something eating them had a bad day oh yeah it's, yeah you can try to hide it as much as you want to but there is very subtle and like very blatant tells now, do you give them a little space at first? Do you go go in right for the, the kill right when they walk in the door? I I usually try to give them space because I know that things that are really heavy on your mind, sometimes you need to resonate, figure out how you feel about it, you know, get it together in your head how you want to talk about it. I usually try and wait for him to come to me with it, but it, it gets to a point where, you know, it's uh, affecting his attitude towards me, himself, and others. So I'm gonna I'm going to drag it out of him. We need to talk about it. You know, you need to get it out. Get it off your chest. I go right for it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> go right I, for it. Huh? I already know that it's going to take forever to get it out of him anyway, so I usually just, if I notice his body language is different, he's a little moody, then I will try and get it out of him. He's very moody. Yeah. Oh. Do you get the, uh, from your families, do you get asking questions? You know, you know, some families when, hey, what's it like or what's or better yet when yeah. you're at an event that they should be with you like a birthday party. Oh. They, they're, hey, where's Alex or where's yeah. Greenall? I'm gonna yeah, my my family likes to give me a lot of heat because commonly my answer is he's at work. Yeah. Oh, well, he's always at work. Yes, I know. <laughs> I tend to not have a problem with it as much as my family does because they enjoy seeing him. So, you know. I only see my family a quarter of the time, and then they see him a quarter of that time. So yeah. it, they do ask a lot of questions about when is he going to be home. But, you know, but when he's home, I don't, I don't want to be out in public. I don't want to be with my family. I want to be hanging out with my husband. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the times that he is home, we tend to keep to ourselves. I think that's why the wives hang out together because they know it, you know, with, like, my wife and then, like, with Leah and Lindsay – and even Jessica, to a point, you know, they hung out because they understood and they knew it didn't matter if we were on ship because one of them, one of us was at work, and then like the, the other three or four, how many ever were there with them. So, I mean, I guess to the standpoint, you feel like maybe a third wheel, but you knew because my and even my mom will ask sometimes, you know, hey, are you working these days? Yeah, I'm on shift. But her side of the family was in the emergency field, mm-hmm. you know, with her dad and then her her mom a little bit back in the day. And then her stepmom, and then my brother-in-law is in the service on Camp Lejeune. Um, and so we, that side of the family understands it more so. And so my mom, and then even my brother being in law enforcement, mom's always asking us, you know, it's hard to plan. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's another question. Like, is it hard to plan events when you know? Yeah, like, especially when they sign up for overtime that they yeah. don't yes. remember signing up for. And then hmm. you plan something, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, um, well, actually, we can't go because. Oh, I still go. <laughs> Oops, yeah, I, I, so I've changed. I've transitioned more into, you know, conferences here lately. I've been going to try to travel the country a little bit more um, that we can, you know, something I can go to. And, and so she gets, Camille doesn't get upset or ag- she gets a little aggravated because I'm like, hey, I'm trying to go to this at this time. Is that okay? And she's like, oh, another one? Really? Trying to go here? And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's different. You know, my aspect of it, Pender County, I was a really great 
training sessions, but there's more to the fire service outside of Pender County. There's mm-hmm. more outside of it in Eastern North Carolina, even in the South Carolina. There's more knowledge out there across the country, and so I'm trying to learn it. Yeah, because every department runs differently. They do, and so that's the way I look at it. And I would love to, and I'm sure if I didn't have children, it would be a lot better, but I get it. She's at home 10 days a month, 200 and some, you know, 100 and some odd days a year by herself with the kids. And so I try not to hit her with much. I'll try to hit her with two or three a year, and I'll spread them out. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, it's still, I would probably go crazy too if I was a house with two kids and she was traveling. So I I do feel her. Yeah. I mean, we don't even, we don't even have kids and it's, it is very challenging. We know sometimes when you're in it for long enough, almost in a way you forget that you miss them until someone asks. And then when people are constantly asking, then you're like, well, I mean, yeah, he really isn't home all that much. And, uh, people in the fire service have a fondness for multiple jobs. So yeah, it, yeah, it is the 10 days a month you work at your main department, but it's also the 12 hour shifts at your volunteer yeah. or your shifts at your normal day to day job that yeah. you have too. But it's like, um, when you guys are not on shift, you're not, you know, it's not your tour. You're not the ones at the station. There is a shift that's picking up your duties. You're taking care of the trucks, cleaning the station, you know, all that. But when you're not home, it is only followed on your spouse. Yeah. So then, you know, but when you are home, you want to sleep or you want to go to class or you have another job. So then it's the responsibility falls back on your spouse again. And we don't have someone to shift change out with. There's not a a third person that's not you or us that gets to clean the house or take care of the dogs or watch the kids or, you know, manage money or all that stuff. Hey, come on here making us feel bad. Amber dropping the truth hard. Now I'm I'm feeling bad. It's it's definitely something that I think maybe a lot more people in the fire service should have a little bit of knowledge in that, you know, at work you get that partner or that opposite shift that takes care of everything for you when you're gone. But your your household doesn't get that. I'm a really good, I vacuum at my house. I'm really good at vacuuming. So I do (laughs) do that. That's awesome. That's something. I mean, I try to help. I feel like though a lot of the awkward conversations you don't want to have with your spouse about uh, responsibilities or how much you miss them when they're gone are very important because they can't read your mind. Also, you know, like you guys can't read ours. We can't read yours. So if you have a better understanding of expectations between the two of you and setting out, okay, we're going to have date nights these amount of months. We're going to check in once a month with each other and have those hard conversations you don't want to have on a day-to-day basis. Those are very important, especially with you guys working a high-stress job like that and then us having a high-stress home life because you work a high-stress job. So it's definitely something to think about. You better start cleaning the house more, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a good answer yeah, i think he fell asleep over there yeah that that was that was yeah. good uh i remember was it last year sometime it was last year i learned a year before one of the years my wife and family my wife and kids went to florida and i didn't go i was here working i couldn't go and uh it was like a month-long phase when my mom called all the time she's like hey your wife and kids are down here why aren't you here and I tried to explain to her, I said, well, I'm at work. I just couldn't get me. And then I started getting, are you guys okay? Is you guys' marriage okay? It's something like, it was like a month of that. Mm-hmm. And like, tw- like, well, I couldn't be at certain things at the family. And it's like, well, you're not there. You're not, why are you not? Like, and I'm like, you're digging for something that isn't there, trying to explain to him. Just work. It's not like I chose not to go. Trust me, yeah. I, choose, I would choose to go spend a week in Florida over hanging out at work all day with these guys. But I remember well, that. I know you wouldn't. 
<laughs> I think sometimes the perception gets off seeing yeah. how much you guys enjoy the job and how much you enjoy the mm-hmm. education, which is why I definitely classify the fire service as a mistress. Now, now this falls along with this question, and we had this conversation a while back. We had an individual whose wife um, was a lack of a better term. She was extremely jealous mm-hmm. of the guys that he worked with. Like she would even say that he put them before the family. Do you guys ever feel like? And I don't. I mean, I don't know if this is a, a question, but do you ever feel like, or ever come across to have feelings like that, where you're like, man, the guys at work take precedent over me, or they seem to be a little more. I don't know if I think the guys, but I feel like that about the job as a whole sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the, that the job comes first. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it definitely seems that way, but, you know, perception is everything. I so. think, too, is because, you, I mean, and, and I not, don't mean this, it's hard to become, you know, this, and so you have to dedicate so much to it because the, the rate Cross. of... Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh! It is <laughs> you know, because back in the day, you know, even twenty years ago, it was hard to get on a fire department, and we're, and mm-hmm. we're in today's time, you know. So over the years, it's gotten easier, and today it's easier to get into a this job, and so but so you have to dedicate so much time to it, and and, and we know it's it's stressful, it's stressful on us. I don't want to be sitting in the classroom down the road at the community college on a Saturday or a Sunday, mm-hmm. knowing I could be at home playing with my two year old who's asking my wife, where's daddy at? Mm-hmm. But if I got to put food on the table and I got to go sit in a classroom for on a Saturday and Sunday, it's just I got to do it. And I'm trying to do it too much. But, again, you have to dedicate so much to the job, I feel like. So but it's, it's also about having a sturdy home life. If the home life's good, then I think it'll be great. Yeah. It Amber, we have somebody who asked, uh, they put the, the girl in the black looks young. How long has she been a firefighter wifey? They want, I guess they... Oh, um, I'm 24. Me and Justin have been together since, uh, yeah, 2014 when I was in high school. So um, that's when he was volunteering. So our whole relationship, he's been in the fire service in some sort. We've been together uh, this October will be nine years we've been together. So Okay, and then we had another question asked on the private... Oh, girl in the back. I thought it said black. I misread (laughs) it. Okay, they must be talking about Estelle. I'm sorry. I'm 24, too. I've... Yeah, I've been with Alex for five years. We were eighteen and nineteen. We had an off the record question that came in from a from a listener wanting to know how have you dealt with your husband's receding hairline over the past (laughs) 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 since he's been a firefighter. That's stress enough right there. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of that stress comes from me. So I require a lot of attention. (laughs) It comes probably from the person who asked that question. You know, he, if he's still listening. I'm just going to assume it was cross. I just yeah. assume oh, everything guess. is cross. cross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, How's that hike going, buddy? Uh, mm. Yeah, hiking? Okay, so um, let's see. Any last words of you two? Any last? Uh, what, okay, let me ask. What, what do you, what's your looks for the future for what your spouse and his job? Are you are you expecting him to do his, you know, full 30? You looking forward to that? or And some, yeah. Do, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and some. He's got to stay working past 30, huh? It's a, this kind of job, it's from the outside looking and you guys eat, breathe, live, sleep, poop, fire, okay? It's the hats, the shirts, the posters at home, the furthering your education, the stickers on your car. It's a whole lifestyle. I think that's why it's easy to get caught up in being jealous or classify it as a mistress. But 
once you're in it, you're never going to walk away from the fire service completely, ever. You're always yeah. going to be on the Facebook pages or listening to the radio or some sort of thing, you know, because it's what you guys do even when you're clocked out. So I don't think retirement would be like a a hard line of where it stops. Yeah, Mark Weber, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> I wouldn't call him cool, but he's all right. He's old. <laughs> what about you, Estelle? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Alex started young, so... 30 years, he'll be 50. Still young, so I feel like he'll go. He'll be able to retire young. Make him get another two more jobs. Yeah. So you don't have to work. Exactly. (laughs) She's living that expensive life. Well, you got Jake, so how's Jake doing, by the way? He's good. He just got shaved. I've seen. He looked good. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Okay. No. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, For those who may not have caught us in the beginning, these two are more... I would say, I guess, towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. if you had to put on the level, I don't know, maybe rookie status or something in that <laughs> area. What's what the time with you yeah. guys have been yeah. compared to our next set of guests who will be coming in, what we call the seasoned vets. I think I hear them behind me already somewhere back there. So uh, any last words? No, I'm good. Thank you. No? Yeah, appreciate thank you. you guys good. coming on. It and we're going to have fun. the next set. We're going to take a temporary pause here. We'll probably stay live, but we'll have the next set coming here momentarily. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, we're back um, with our second half here. We had uh, Estelle and Amber join us for the first part um, to get their views and their perspectives on on being on the much younger side of the fire. Well, as long as they've been in, I think Estelle what said two years in the Mm -hmm. and Amber was what three four years. No, like seven. Seven was she? Okay, a little. It's like mid. And then we have. Some more guests here. We're gonna have each one introduce themselves and tell us uh, in yeah, what in their own words first what it's like being married to a firefighter. So I'm gonna have to grab the mic and just pour yeah, it over so, to you. Uh, we'll start over here with Camille on the right. Here we we'll start with Camille. Camille on the right. Okay. okay. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what it's like being married to a firefighter. Um. All right. So I'm Camille, and it's exhausting at times <laughs> being married to a firefighter, um, especially when they enjoy going to a lot of classes and training um but it's also um one where you you're very proud of what they do so and how long have you uh, since tj's been in the service you guys for a while i don't know almost 10 how how long have you been well the volunteer years (coughs) and then transition ever so it would pay to be 10 years and then the volunteer would be like a no no like four that we were together? Yeah. I don't know. So probably about 14 years. 14 years. Oh, that's like, that's good. And uh, we got over here. Let's see. We'll start with uh, Lindsay here. You tell us about yourself. How, uh, in your words, what it's like being married to a firefighter. Um, my name's Lindsay. My husband's Junior Hall, captain here at Star City. He's been in the fire service for 18 years. We've been together 15 years. Yeah. Um, it's interesting at times. It's um, it's interesting. Keeps us on our toes, and but I am proud of what he does and everything he accomplishes and everything he wants to learn. Hmm. Okay, if you just want to grab that one and slide it closer to you, because it's going to have to. <laughs> you want to go ahead and introduce yourself there, ma'am, and tell us what what it's like being married to a firefighter. I'm Leah Bedefield. Um, like Camille said, it is exhausting <laughs> at times. It's rewarding. Um, 
it gets confusing having to <laughs> work out all the shifts, um, you know, because you plan ahead and then when you got to change shifts and change again. So it's constantly scheduling. And um, Chris and I have been together oh, 11 years, 12 years, I don't know, something like that. And he was. <laughs> we all looked at each other together. like we all know how long everybody's been together. He's uh, He was in the fire service before we got together. So I really don't know how many years that was. But um, So since you guys have been together, he's been in the service the whole time since you've been. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's how I met these girls. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll start with Lindsay first. I'm going to start with you this time here. I'll start <laughs> over this side. Uh, Her hair looks nice. I like it. <laughs> So how do you do? How do you deal with? You know, often you find yourself at times where Junior's not home, twenty four, forty eight, seventy two. Not you know those times, especially during storms and stuff, where they're gone. For how do you how do you deal with that? Um, so ours is a little bit more complicated, especially like during storms and stuff, because I work at the hospital, so I'm on the mm. steering team as well. Yeah. So it's a lot of planning. Like if you know a storm's coming, because we have three kids, so we have to mm-hmm. figure out where all of our kids are going to go. And um, so sometimes it gets hectic, like during Florence. Um, we had kids everywhere. Like our son was at my mother-in-law's, my middle daughter was at her friend's house, and then my other daughter was at my other friend's house. So it's like trying to keep track of where everybody's at and then just being, you know, worried is everybody being safe, like what's going on. And so, I mean, it is hard, but it takes a very organized person. (laughs) So, and a lot of communication, which sometimes falls short, but you know, you try. How do you how, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with uh, Cup being gone twenty four hours plus at times? Well, sometimes it's nice, you know, <laughs> to have your alone time. But um, it does it gets tiring with the kids constantly being you know the only one, and um, you know at times being a parent's frustrating, and then it's extra frustrating being on your own. But um, And like Lindsay said, scheduling and during storms and, you know, things like that, you're constantly just having to, you know, keep everything organized and make sure it's going on. But, um, I mean, when they're on shift, it's, I mean, we're busy. It's not like sitting at home twiddling my thumbs, you know, because it's constantly, you get home, you do homework, dinner, bath, bed. So, I mean, just trying to stay on routine helps as much as we can stay on routine. But, Okay, Ooh, that's a good here. one. We'll Stay on routine. See, we, we didn't start with you this like time, it. but we'll end with you on this one. Uh-oh. How you deal with your spouse not being <laughs> yeah, there? Oh, she's gonna straight up. <laughs> she's gonna straight up tell you. Hey, we're, that's what we're looking for. You don't, uh, you don't have to fancy it. coffee, chocolate. No. Um, well, it's been. I've had to learn a little bit more recently with um, since our youngest one has been diagnosed with a rare blood disorder. So. Uh, that can be very challenging at times when you know, like, okay, I need to take him to the ER, but I don't have, I don't, he's not, he can't come. He's on shift, yeah. which I'm sure he could probably be like, hey, guys, I'm gone. But I also know, like, you know, what what if a seven-house fire happens or eight-house fire happens? You know, I can handle it. I can hold down the fort. Um, so um, I try to give myself a little grace here and there so if i want to get a fancy coffee i get me a fancy coffee from the sundial (laughs) Mm -hmm. um if i want to get an ice cream i'll get an ice cream and have it but i think leah makes a good point i mean they both make you guys they're wonderful points but like keeping to a schedule keeping consistency 
because the, the biggest thing for the kids too is making sure that their world is consistent and has structure because there's times where they're going to be like, well, where's daddy or where's, you know, where's daddy? Is he coming home? And sometimes we may not know, like, especially during Florence, Elena asked that 50 times and I was like, I don't know, sweetie. I don't know. So just learning how to distract them, keeping them occupied and keeping them busy too. So, so that is one of the things you guys have in common in this group that the first didn't. The first one had, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to downplay it because I'm not going to say easier. They, they didn't have children that go along with, you know, with you guys like you guys do. Um, with your guys' case, um, and I, I think you had your daughter's stuff before junior fire service but what was the difference like what how did you that that transition of just being you guys and dealing with your spouse in the fire service and now being you guys and a young child a newborn and being in the fire service was there a huge like i don't know what the term uh i had more fear after like what if something happened and i'm alone and i can't do it like there is um you know, I was like, what if there's a fire and I can't get all of them out of the house? Or what if someone breaks in and I can't get them all out of the house? So after having kids, it almost really just heightened, like, caused a little bit more anxiety when you're on your own. Because it's like you you have to take care of the household. Yeah, I don't um, know about them, but I, don't, I do not sleep as well. I do not sleep as well when Junior's on shift than I do when he's at home. Like, every single noise, anything in the house is like, oh, what, what was that? Did I lock the door? 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I can't remember. Let me get down, get mm-hmm. up, go downstairs and see if did I, I locked the front door. Is the garage open? Like, none of that stuff doesn't register until he's not there. Mm-hmm. Or who's going to get the lizard that just hopped into the <laughs> Or who's going to kill the, the spider that's in the bathtub? <laughs> There's one in the house right now. <laughs> or catch the frog. Lizards are good for bugs. Funny story. I remember one time um, Chris and I had um, just started dating, and he had... Um, he was on shift one night, and um, where I was staying, the back door just opened. Mm-hmm. And um, in the middle of the night, because I had, like, one of those alarm things on, it went off. And I called him in the middle of the night. I'm like, the back door just opened. He was like, okay. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't – it, like, it wouldn't close. It wouldn't latch. So he's trying to walk me through, you know, taking some rope and tying it. And then oh, I had God. to tie it to the washing machine. But, I mean, it's 3 a.m. and I can't get this door to close. And I didn't have anyone around to help me. So, you know, and I might have had to call him a time or two to wake him up to get some help. But, I mean, so it's it's things like that. You, you I mean, you're on your own trying to do it. But um, from switching from being by ourselves and then having kids, um, I mean, I know when it was just me and him, like, if he was on shift on a Saturday, I mean, I had me a lazy day. I, you know, do whatever I wanted and go get my nails done. You know, I just did me. It was fine. But then having kids, it's, you know, I mean, you're in the hustle bustle of the kids. And so it's not, you lose your me time because, you know, you're usually the one that's alone, mm-hmm. even on the weekends and stuff. So especially being full time, working, working moms, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's it's hard to find that that time. So. Okay. Do you have anything before we go on? Yeah, I got. I mean, I was going to ask it a minute ago, but I'll oh. let you go on. I know. I'm, so, the perception of the fire service before you married, you know, Junior and Cup, and then I know you know a little bit more about it because of your family. But you know, what was your? I'll ask. I'll ask you, Leah, first. What was your perception of the fire service in general? 
Like what, when you thought about the fire service or the fire department, did, I mean, did you ever think about it or did you know anything about it? I mean, firefighter calendars, but <laughs> like fake Those are news. Fake news. <laughs> Those are fake by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, no, growing up, I, I didn't have anyone that was in the fire service. I mean, grandpa had a, a scanner, you know, from when he volunteered like way back when. So that was about the closest thing I had. But, you know, then, you know, Dayton Cup, I didn't. So it was all brand new when you met. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm gone. I'm like, but I'm cooking dinner. Like, where are you oh, going? Yeah. Like, what's happening? So it was definitely an adjustment for me because I was brand new. I had no idea what was going on. So well, I remember uh, when I first started, obviously, I started off as a volunteer. And I'd have that pager in the house. Oh, gosh. And my wife God. would be mad when that thing would go off at one two i wasn't allowed to keep I'm it in the bedroom i wasn't allowed to keep it in the bedroom anymore like she's like if you want that thing on it has to be downstairs and mm-hmm. hope you hear it because mm-hmm. it ain't no longer welcome in the bedroom and that thing would go off and it would start are you kidding i hear juniors every time his little app goes off that thing will wake you up any time of night mm-hmm. i have to keep my phone on, on silent now because of of her and then because noxon's in the bed so it's gonna wake him up so i keep mine on silent I'm too far away as yeah, I'm far. <laughs> luckily in mine, mine's on silent too, but I'm far away. So the time I get here in, in 40 minutes, most likely whatever's going on, unless you're burning seven houses down, it's going to be done and dealt with. Like with but, never done that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless you're burning. I'm never going to live that one down. So what was yours? Like before you met Junior? Like um, I know it was. I didn't have anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, a couple, like I have friends that work at the city of Wilmington, but like it wasn't a, like we never talked about it. Like I didn't have any expectations. I mean, the, I guess my friend that had a, her husband worked at the city, like, every time I went to their house, like, everything was, like, fire-related. And I was like, I just hope you know this This won't be our house. <laughs> not our house. I was like, we might have a couple things, but not everything we own will be fire-related. And he kind of, kind of laughed at me. But, I mean, I didn't have any ideas. Well, I like that metal sign that y'all won from TVP thing years ago. Yeah. That was nice. It is okay. nice. The metal sign you the had at Pine and Green. The Remember metal that? shield, oh, and then that. we had it engraved with. The, oh all yes, of our yes, family. yes. Okay, yeah. okay. I had it. That he was also a while won back the yet. leather helmet. The helmet. He won everything he put <laughs> in for. It was <laughs> he so unfair. Everything. That was, he still has He's that helmet, also right? the inspector yeah. of a whole lot of crap, dude. I'm trying to. I've tried buying it from him to make it to the house. Oh my God, the duck. No, we're not talking Ducky. Ducky. Yeah. Ducky. That's funny. Ducky's going to make a new home here. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, yeah. I did that same thing. I said, oh, this should go to the fire department. I, <laughs> look what good I, there. What I need Camille to do is bring that poster up here that TJ doesn't know so we can hang that thing up here. No. That thing needs to go up at oh. the station. He's got a poster, an action, like a movie poster with him in it. What? Like he's on a movie. How have we not seen it? Oops. Well. Because I would die <laughs> if he How if is I took it a picture. In our group Honestly, chat. I don't even know where it's at. That's <laughs> we need to find it. Else. We have to find it. Oh, damn, we to open a can of worms here. I <laughs> just got it. Mom got it for me as a Christmas present. You can make a movie They're poster. It, sure, in the grand theme of things, it is cool, but I it's mean, also... I mean, let's just throw it out there. She made one made for Hunter, too, so... Oh, Hunter's I mean, is good. Y'all should ask about Hunter's. Hunter's is good. <laughs> It's, it's him standing over a city block, and he's like big and tall. Oh, and it's all <laughs> yeah, so, so I, that, and that's what I just want to ask. Like the perception of the fire service. Come out. I know you, the family. Like the, your whole side of the family was in the fire service, so the, you grew up at the fire station. Yeah, so I knew a, a lot, a lot about it. I knew, 
I knew coming in that, well, my dad worked for Campbell June, and their shifts are a little different, and they get, um, what do they call it, Mando? Yeah. Mando. Um, so uh, there was times where we might not see him. I mean, I was young, too, so several days in a row, forced overtime. Um, and I remember once we lived in Emerald at one point, and he was on the fire department in Emerald, and there was that was the year, the, the bad snow. I don't remember what year it was. 89. And he got stuck because um, of the bridge, so we didn't see him for a while. Uh, so I knew that especially when there's, like, natural disasters and whatnot, that there was a chance where he could be gone for days, weeks, months or whatnot i mean we're fortunate that we live so close by so if something like that happens um you know then there's more of a chance that we'll be able to see each other uh but still you're still on your own you still have to you know make sure everything's taken care of got to get the snake boots on and get in the backyard to the chickens no big deal Um, i'm having chickens right now listen they're gonna jump you for them eggs (laughs) nobody stole your chicken yet and don't mess with my chickens there's a there's a thing going around online i saw where ladies who own chickens are now doing like photo shoots with their chickens because having chickens now is like high society because it costs of eggs and they're really good they're really funny pictures you should should look into that i know i thought about putting a gopro on one of them but I mean, those, those little chicken arms. You see, yeah, how to get the little muscle arms. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I mean, I also knew like my cousins, my uncles. They were all in the fire department. Most of my family were Holly Ridge Fire Rescue volunteer growing up, so it wasn't uncommon to be at a family event and then everybody leave. <laughs> uh, so uh, I expected that, and I thought that that would make me less frustrated sometimes. But honestly, no. <laughs> Uh, I want to hit her with those conferences. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got to go. I want to go to out of state for oh, see, five days. Now where I'm like, okay, we'll just and make I, it work. Well, and I think that too, like whenever our oldest um, was older, not older, it it's not so bad. But now having Knox and being younger yeah. and all the things that he has going on, it it's a little harder. For I mean, my sure. kids are older, so it's yeah. easier for yeah. me to be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, see ya. Yeah, when they're able to do more on their own, it does get a little easier. But when, they ha- when they're when they little and then they have other needs and stuff, yeah, it's challenging. As I mentioned to the group earlier, it went from when our kids were young, the wife being hard, to now it's how much does it cost and who's paying for it. That is, much- the, that is the question. It went from yeah. the, you, you're not going to be here for the kids to who's paying for it and how much does it cost because mm-hmm. they're a little older now so mm-hmm. it's i guess the older they get the easier to handle with certain aspects mm-hmm. so uh, that, well that's another thing too that i knew going in was that there was a lot of like extracurricular activities that they weren't going to be a, be at that you'll you'd be doing that but on the flip side of that if you if they can swing it you either get so if they're not there but then you could get the whole truck and then they have even yeah more that's support. true oh god when I had the some whole of the, truck shows i had up. some of the best support. times when it was Elena's soccer game. Oh. And who was with me? Alex? Alex. We'd go up there, and me and Alex would pretend like we're the commentaries, like watching oh it on TV, gosh. and sit there and give the kids <laughs> fake names and make up fake stuff, and DJ be like, ah. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter if the score is 100 to 0. We're like, oh, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. We thought about making an actual little booth and doing it like it's a full-time thing, but that was good times. Oh DJ's like shaking God. his head over there. And we're like, Preston loves it when extra people come to like baseball, so anything. He's like, "Who's all coming?" He's like, "Is Daddy on shift? Who's who's on shift? Who's coming?" So he loves it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I took it easy on your son after his team lost. 
I was going to lay it on him, but I, I took the high route. He's, he's a sore loser, so I appreciate that. Um, oh, I was, I had <laughs> he it got it pretty bad him. at home, so. Cup's like, Preston's coming up. I said, oh, and he's Bucks just lost to the Cowboys? I'm gonna... And then when I saw him come in, I was like, ah, okay, I'll, I'll just help him do his homework instead of like, <laughs> making fun of him. I told him, I was like, don't wear your Brady jersey to um, school tomorrow unless the Bucks win. He's like, why? I was like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, opening a can of worms. Somebody go say something. That's okay. Let's see. Okay. So, like, it was hard to, we couldn't bring up the kids thing with the first group, none of them. And uh, they're learning, I guess, whenever they start, start having kids. Well, and the other aspect to the kids' side of it is, like, because we've all been in it for so long and we've all been in it together that all of us are on everybody else's pickup list. Mm-hmm. That way, if something does happen. <laughs> yes. True story. And that. If yeah. something does happen, like the other day when they canceled all after school activities and one of us can't get there, then one of the other three of us could get there. Mm-hmm. So it it is like your own second or third. Yeah, the, the tribe. The, the tribe. tribe. It's the tribe. <laughs> Don't hate on our tribe. I don't think I could get through it without. No. Well, that's what I tried. That's what I tried to explain to. You. I know we talked about this before. You know, I was trying to explain to the last two. Like, I don't know. They they might, but y'all have each Are you other. To make them be friends. <laughs> that's weird. No, no, we weren't trying to make them friends because it's two separate fire departments. So the chances of them actually seeing because Green Hall is obviously uh, with a different department. Oh, gotcha, so. gotcha, gotcha. Doesn't he volunteer here though? He but, was part-time, he but he's not he anymore. Was. So, but what I'm saying is, y'all have, y'all we four. We have built our tribe on the um, stress and insanity that it comes being married to y'all. <laughs> Basically. I love, I love when Camille's in the shower and I read y'all's text messages that y'all read. What? Oh, no, you don't. Oh, I do all the time. <laughs> oh, man. You didn't wrong it up? Dude, I was going to, I love, I love it. Rude. I hear it go. We need to take commercial break. <laughs> I, I hear it in the, in the kitchen. It's, it's on charge. It's going. Right it's ding. I don't do it a lot. I've done that it like once or twice. You can still come across something. You should. No, I, I, I didn't know my <laughs> <laughs> I hear that thing and they're going ding, 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 ding. Trust me, when the tribe gets started, I've been at work and I can just feel it. And then I look down and there's like 65 notifications. Yeah. And I hear it in there. So. Have I peaked? Sure. Can I remember anything? I haven't done it recently, but I just I I, I look at it and I see the try pop up and there's like 45 <laughs> messages and I was like, wow, they're really going at it about something. And I'm sitting there thinking like, what I do because it's probably about me. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait. What's Junior done lately? And I'm like, <laughs> and then cups in there. So. And then I'm like, all right. Chance. And I was like, so it's a thirty. Th- it's like a thirty-three percent chance. Like it's about one of us. So or I'm like, you none know what? Of y'all, why are you so self-absorbed? Ten is about the kids. Yeah, it's usually about the kids. Yeah, frustrated yeah. about having you. to come up with childcare. Believe you, I, I just lost. So Way to be selfish like, yeah. on that one, DJ. Wait, I'm gonna scoot over here and away from you. Yeah. When the pitchforks come out, I think I'm, you know I'm busy. somebody, right? Oh wow. I'm changing my password. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. We'll edit that out so they'll, they'll forget, hopefully. <laughs> we don't forget We don't forget things. Trust me, I know. But we do. Like, we have our tribe, and it's, like, honestly, we couldn't do life without it. Honestly. I mean, I couldn't. Well, and, too, it's like um, whenever there are large, when there's st- structure fires that you know can be dangerous and can spread and, Somebody could be at risk of getting hurt, depending on what they're doing. Uh, like the night of the Atkinson fire, um, it's nice to have, you know, someone else who 
their husband's there too. Like they know exactly what it feels like to that you don't know if they're coming home. <laughs> or maybe not in that I won't time. Say. But nobody's husband. I wasn't there either, so I can't say much. But I mean, I remember driving over the bridge and I remember seeing the smoke and how bad it was and I I was at the station when it went off when and I knew how many structures it involved. And in that moment I wanted to cry and be upset, but I couldn't because yeah. I had and it was my daughter who scary. I needed to keep. I mean, like I was at work and the people were like live streaming it. So I'm sitting yes. here watching it, knowing that my husband and yes. your husband and all of our families were out there. Tanks like, exploding. Yeah. Like, and, then, and then when I said something about she it. She loves you guys. Oh, hey, Beth. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, then you see the propane tanks exploding. That's the craziest story I've ever heard. Yeah. I sat there and watched that propane tank explode. And I asked Junior about it the next day. And he said, what tank? Yeah. No, him too. I was like, you we were, were right like, on the other side of it. Hear that we were We blow. were sitting there at 2 o'clock in the morning eating our spaghetti and meatballs that we had finished <laughs> cooking. I can still remember today, to this day, what we were cooking for dinner that night. And um, we're watching the live feed. And we're, we're literally sitting there. And, and I see the, ex- the explosion. And I'm like, where is that at? Like, where did that happen? Because ne- we never heard it. I never seen it. I never heard it. Didn't feel anything. And so I, I got a little worried about that one too because we didn't we didn't feel it. Yeah. And then my mom, I think it was calling because my, my dad and my mom were watching out their back porch across the water. They seen it happen. They know I'm at work. So They're calling me. Yeah. I was at home with the kids. My was wife like, was working. I couldn't come. I come. I remember. <laughs> I get there. I get a phone call. And they're like, hey, do you want to assist with the investigation part of this? And I'm like, I'll be there first thing in the morning. I come walking up, I don't know, it's like 7, 8 o'clock, whatever time it is. I come walking up all fresh. And these guys are all looking like they just went through a, a night of hell. And I'm like, You were on trip with Junior when that happened. Yeah. They're all tired looking. I'm walking up all refreshed. Because they ended up spending 90% of the night out there yeah. that night. Yeah. I remember that. I remember the Tiffany's fire. <laughs> I, I think I definitely the, remember definitely the Tiffany's remember fire. Tiffany's. I remember bringing like food the next morning to the Tiffany's mm, fire. I was not bringing food the next morning. Nope, you were not. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't even know y'all then because Kristen introduced me. I didn't meet y'all until I was super pregnant with Preston. That was so yeah, selfish of him. So selfish. I was... Yeah, I didn't even have you at my wedding. So we I could have been tried so right. much longer. That's yeah, funny. Um, have any of you guys ever... You guys have obviously been in this longer than <clears> the <throat> other ones. Um, have ever felt like... Uh, was it, I think Estelle said it wasn't necessarily the individuals, but it was department in general. Have ever felt that the department or the guys on shift came before you guys? Like, did you ever go through that phase of like, man, these guys, I think he thinks... I, I, what's the wording I use for them? I can't remember. They're more important. I don't want to. I don't the want brothers? To the, brother, the brotherhood? Or did you ever have that feeling like that your spouse was the guys at the department or the department was oh coming gosh. before you? Lindsay, I don't think. Lindsay probably does when me and Junior call each other. Yes. Oh, Lord, uh, Elena's yes. like, is he talking to Junior? Yeah. I remember where their beds used to be. Like, side by side. Like, side, by side. <laughs> there was no space in between them. No. The, um, I mean, it is a brotherhood, but. I mean, it would be the same way with the th- with the four of us. Like, so it's kind of the same on both sides. But I will tell you, it's quite aggravating on your day off when you're trying to run errands and like TJ calls five times and then Alan Wilson calls five <laughs> times and then somebody else calls and somebody else calls and I'm like, are you at work? I need to call more. You, did. <laughs> you should. Yeah, your name wasn't in there. My name. I need to get those calls up. Yeah, those are rookie numbers. because. Yeah, it's just, it'll, it'll just be like one thing after another. And it's usually, but it's not usually like more on the four day, but usually like on the shifts between hmm. that he gets those. Like on his four day, people tend to leave him be. But yeah, those in between shifts, it's like, 
Here's TJ's phone call at 845. You just left him 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Or, you know, when shift ends at 8, but he rolls in at 9 because they were too busy talking in the office. But they have important, paperwork to do. We have important stuff we have to talk about. And show up earlier. Oh. And we'll be like, oh, Chris is home already? Well, where's TJ? I'm like, ah, didn't mean to get you in trouble, TJ. Sorry. Yeah. I guess it's a manage yeah. being all the way. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like long traffic. drive. Traffic. It's traffic. <laughs> <That's> terrible. Traffic. <laughs> it's terrible. I can't use that excuse. <laughs> no. Hey, you get traffic. Well, then there isn't a couple of times we had accidents right there. You, yeah. can't get on, you, can get you can go the other way. But. I could. <laughs> I got one way to go. Right under the bus. Jeez. This is going well for you today. Sorry. <laughs> I got it. There's a question that came on. Uh-oh. It says, TJ, ask her about all the phone calls she gets at night and on her days off. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> But they're not about work. That's the difference. When my friends call me, it's like, holy crap, guess what happened today? Or this trauma came in today. It's not like, hey, I need you to fix the schedule. Or, hey, do you know where this machine is? (laughs) Or, hey, do you know where I put that piece of paper five days ago? (laughs) That's important conversations we have to have with each other. But, yes, I have friends that will call me on their way home, and it's their conversation. That's their downtime. And I do the same thing when I'm on my way home from work. I have people that I call on my way home. It's my mental Sometimes Lindsay calls time. me on her way home I from do. work. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> Knox in sleeping. What's up? That's my, that's when I call my mom on my way home. That's I, when I, I call my mom. I call my mom that's when we, weeks. we just, it's our mental, you know, break. It's how you deal with what you deal with. So speaking of that, how do you guys, I mean, obviously since once again, you've been doing this longer. Um, as far as that aspect of, do you guys know, like right off that, like junior or cupper, mm-hmm. can you come home that there's something going on or something like I had a bad day or did it? Yes, absolutely. Like, you pick I it up or do you wait to bother him about it? Like Estelle was like, I go right at it right off the bat. <laughs> no. Or do you give him time or? Junior will usually talk to me. Like he'll usually come to me and, but with certain ones, like TJ and I were talking about that accident earlier that really like took a toll on a lot of people in the department that were there. Um, but Sometimes it doesn't show itself until later on. Mm-hmm. And did he just say excuses? Well, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but then he gets mad when I don't call him on the way home from work. This is why I don't. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you can tell. Or, you know, you get the random ones. Like, I guess I got a Snapchat one time that was like a picture of him and his feet through the floor. And he's like, this is what happens when you fall through a floor. And I'm like. I don't want to know that you just fell through a so, floor. So a funny story. Me and oh my God. when me and Junior. Is that the same floor that you fell through? No, 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 no. Yeah, I think he fell me through and, the floor on a fire that wasn't me in the and, Me and Junior went, when we were the short stint that me and Junior were on shift together, when actually, actually shift partners, we did respond to our fair share. And uh, one night he you was in. have a black cloud. Yeah. Um, we were, yeah, we were inside. Go to the station. They're in trouble. We're, we're inside a, uh, a trailer and we're kind of doing overhaul. And next thing you know, I, I hear. I hear some some words coming from the room, and I see him fall, and he goes through it, and I and I'm like, at first I was like, oh, hey, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I crawled my way out, and then uh, so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna call Mayday. You know, just, you fell through uh, the floor, you're stuck. I'm gonna call it. And he's like, no, no, no I'm Why fine. Why they call if they can't breathe or something? <laughs> no. Have <laughs> you watched Chicago Fire? Isn't that like Haven't you seen Ladder Forty Nine? Jesus. So he's like, no, stop. And he was like, he thought I was being serious. I was, I was kind of joking. I mean, he was fine. I could get to him. And as we're walking out, uh, one of the medics, 
uh, I, he was like, don't you say anything. I saw I walk by and I was like, Hey, miss so-and-so I was like, junior just fell through the floor and I think he needs to be evaluated. <laughs> and she grabs him and puts him in the back of the ambulance. And it was, it was hilarious. Oh yeah. It was great. It's a joke. If you could, I mean, at the end of the day, maydays are not a joke. They're not a joke, but if we're going through and something minor happens. He falls down. If I could be like on the radio, mayday, mayday, fire. Oh yeah, man. And then he's going to be like, don't do it. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <clears throat> I mean, I do like, I see where it weighs on him the responsibility that like you guys hold to making sure every single one of your guys goes home the next day. Amber said it best in the first episode. You're you're married to a something a mistress. Oh, she did word it pretty good. It's yeah, she did. The mistress. mistress. You have to deal with or yeah. Like that. Yeah. Something yeah. Yeah. It's actually pretty good the way she said it. You have to. I wish I would have. Yeah, I have to go back and watch it. Right, you're sharing your husband with the fire service as a mistress or something like that. Yeah, so she she worded it so great. I wish we'd write it down. She's got to quote it. I mean, he has just just as much dedication to you guys as he does to us. Yeah, there's sometimes I think he'd answer the phone for you before he'd answer it for me. (laughs) Actually, I think I've proven that. Maybe, possibly. (laughs) Now, for you, um, as you guys, you guys been the longer you're married, have you noticed? Is it easier to pick up? Or is it harder to pick up with your spouse about if something he comes in, had a bad day, something went wrong on a call or something? Is it easy for you to pick up? Do you catch it on? Do you talk to him right about, you know, off the bat, you leave him alone? Well, most of the times we're in passing. We don't see each other when he's right off shift, you know, because we're already on work. But I do talk to him every morning that he gets off shift. He calls me. And um, sometimes I can hear it in his voice. Um, I don't really push it because... You know, you, you you learn your spouse. You you know when to push it and when not to yeah. push it. Um, and then there's also times, you know, when I know what kind of call he's been on and what might trigger, you know, later on that'll bring things up. And so, I mean, we talk about it, but I don't push him if he doesn't want to talk about it because I don't like to be pushed. If I'm angry and you keep pushing at me or I'm upset, <laughs> mm, that doesn't work, so I try not to do it to him. I try, you know. But usually I can I can hear it in his voice. Mm. Oh, he calls you every morning when he gets off shit? What's that life mm. like? I'm so sorry, wow. DJ. Just, is that life? Maybe we should have spouses of, of nobody here. Is that right? Probably. You're, you're in some trouble, bud. He is it's not trouble. a long conversation. It's just a, hey, have a good day. I'm getting active. <laughs> what are you doing today? How was Preston? I get a text every morning that says, I love you. Have a great day. Oh, that's that's good. Wow. <laughs> they're, they're uh, I get one. I get an "I love you." Uh, have a great day every morning, and I get an "I love you." I'm going to bed. Teacher normally messages me every I get morning. A call. How I'm doing. I don't get a phone call. I get a text message. <laughs> I get a call at night too when he's on shift. Nope. I get a text message. So I'll call, but if she answers or not, it's a totally different story. Like getting my wife on the phone is horrible sometimes. You know, she got two kids at the house. She's trying, like yeah. you guys know, uh-huh. getting ready. So I I'll swear, call. her and I are so much alike. Call back to back to back. I'm like, well, I was getting pressing out in the back. Well, okay, I was just making sure everything was okay. I'm like, I'm not like you. Like, yeah. if I'm busy, I don't pick up. I got an end now. I got a 12 year old daughter who's attached to her phone. Oh, that was my that was my favorite thing. You know, when we work on the construction side, we're on a ladder and cups phone to ring, and he'd be like, and the way he answers is like, oh, hello, <laughs> like he's so busy and he's just standing there for a minute, and I'm like. He's like, bum, I'm up in the, in the air working, been slaying all day, and me and Mark are just standing there looking at him like, bro, you just got up there. Like, are you out of breath from just climbing the ladder? Just the way he answers it. And he's like, oh, like he's been out of breath for five minutes. It's, it's the funniest thing in the world. Well, at least he's predictable. You know? Yeah, oh, he's very predictable. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm sure Cup's probably glad that we ain't on shift no more, but I used to, it, it, he'd be like, stop doing it. Your, your husband's very... 
schedule oriented in the morning. Like this is his routine in the oh, morning. Oh god. And if I can get up early enough to interject myself into that routine and mess it up, it would mess his morning all up. And oh, he... I would hear about it. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. No, don't mess with his coffee. He'd be like, he'd be like, man, can you leave him alone? I'm like, nah. If, if I get up before him, I'm gonna mess this routine up because then it just makes his morning that. It's all day. <clears throat> all day is all. Yeah, it's messed up. Then with him, then I have to deal with it sometimes. Then it spills over to her. <laughs> I don't put up with it. I was, I'm sure she's a girl. That's why he comes home with those boots like he did the other day. Okay, listen. If that man keeps coming home with What's stuff, boots. Uh, the one of the job sites we're working at off duty is the lady gave, her, gave him some boots. Give him some boots. Is he a hoarder? Is he a collector? Is he gonna wear? He's not a hoarder because you know I'm good at throwing things away. So um, does he know you throw things away? <laughs> Well, if he didn't, he does now. Um, <laughs> Preston goes, Mom, did you see Dad's new boots? I'm like, when did he have time to go shopping? He was like, they're cowboy boots. I was like, all right, Chris, let me see him. He brings them. He's like, they're brand new. He was going to throw them away, and they're my size. So I took them home. I was like, okay. <laughs> Preston was like, can you get a cowboy hat? I was like, absolutely oh, not. God, that'd be great. I'd love to see it. <laughs> that would be funny. Can we yep. buy him some overalls and he can wear those? He and has overalls. He has overalls. He has to get it for the race so he can wear his cowboy boots with overalls. no shirt over under his overalls. He, and he has he has it taken care of. We don't even have to get him anything, okay, y'all? He, um, yeah. So how about you, Camille, with this, with this young lad right here? He, I will say he's actually TJ's really good about, uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> He, he actually is someone that is really good at um, keeping what happened at work work and because I'm horrible at it. Like if like he knows that when I come in the door, like if I had a terrible day, um, but he he could he, like some of the things that I hear about not until later. I'm like, holy cow, I would have been really upset by that. But he comes home and then lets like once he walks in the door, um like that, all that. Does, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't impact uh, him Junior, at home. Does that come with time? Because I feel like Junior is like that too, where you can draw that line between what happens at the firehouse and what happens at home. But it, it does. I mean, but, it, it comes with time. Well, so most of you guys know that my dad recently passed, but in some of his last moments, this is where I think it, you don't realize that it's affecting you. Um, but in some of his last moments, he would talk about it was like he was in a call, or he would ask like. Did, did I save them? And so I think there's a lot that it do, I don't, I didn't mean to get groomy or mm, not groomy, like, way. like, but I, but I think, side of it too. but I think that's the side. There's a lot that with fire EMS, this whole first responders, there's a lot that goes undetected because they, they've got to go, they've got to respond and they got to be able to come back and do it the next day. And so a lot of that just gets pushed, you know, to the back. Um, compartmentalize. Come on, that's the word. Compartmentalize. Yeah. I try not to. I mean, I try to deal with the things at work that I can deal with, and then if I can't, I try to push it off to the next day because I I drowned at work a lot, and so I'll push things off to the next shift day because I don't want to do it at home because it takes away time from other things. Like there's there's some things you know you know someone calls me like hey I've you know I got to take tomorrow off that's part of my job call me you know I don't expect anybody not to call me because I'm not in the house call me it's my job. Um. So I try to deal with the things that I can deal with at work and then deal with the things at home that I need to deal with, you know, and, and try to do it. So if I got to make a schedule change, if I got to deal with that, I deal with it. But other than that, bringing work, I try not to bring work home. Sometimes I'll talk to Camille about some things, but I know we're just both so busy that I don't really spill out because, A, I don't have really time. She doesn't have time. So we're just trying to get the kids 
fed and bathed. <laughs> trying to make it, That's trying it. to make it through the next day. Try to keep them alive. There's a rule: we, we don't look at our phone until the kids are asleep. How's that go? Does it work? He doesn't follow the rules. Elena's like, Daddy's on his phone again. <laughs> I did. I did share in the last, uh, the first episode that because Amber really broke up about you know like y'all have to do everything at home. Like you know I do, you know like we do the cleaning here. Listen, let me tell you, it, that's one thing that is not the same there because I can tell you I'm probably one of the most like my ADHD is so bad that mess doesn't bother me, but Type A Junior it does. So as soon as he walks in the door, it's like load the dishwasher, sweep the floor. See, like, I'm so I'm so different. Uh-huh. Here, Marcel Lane. Here. <laughs> Here I do, you know, we try not to make a mess here, and we have to clean. Obviously, we have to do our our day station duties. And when I get home, I don't do as the, the job that I should do. I, I vacuum. I, I was bragged about vacuuming. Like, I vacuum for you today, and I'm like, <laughs> and well, I, Chris, I, you know, you know how he likes to clean at work. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kind of makes me feel bad sometimes. Like he'll come, <coughs> he'll be at home, and I'll walk through the door from work, and all I want to do is sit down, and he'll be cleaning. And I'll be like, man, I feel kind of guilty. So Same. I to, but I mean, seriously though, he does help. Like on nights that he's off shift, you know, he cooks dinner because I, I don't get home till. Don't even six, look at me. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I mean, we'll have just, we'll be having stofers <laughs> in the oven. You can, I mean, you can hey, look at my house good. and you can tell if Junior's been on four day or if Junior's been back at work. You can just tell because when I get home from work and he's on shift, I am not doing anything because I don't get home till eight thirty and I'm putting kids to bed and then I'm going to bed because I usually have to work the next morning. Yeah. And so I, I'm not putting dishes in in the dishwasher. I'm not doing all that. And, but when he's off and I come home, it's spotless. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, um, since you guys have a lot more experience to draw from and been involved in the fire service, uh. I'll ask each one of you guys is a piece of advice you would give that new upcoming spouse who's just getting involved into the fire service. What kind of, what kind of advice would you give that person? Don't do it by yourself. No. 100%. That would be, you know, you have, you have your friends, but I think it's also important to try and make friends within the fire department group and the other wives and girlfriends, because I mean, like me, I didn't know anything coming into it, you know, so when I first met them, you know, I could ask questions, and you have other people to rely on that are going through the same thing that you are, um, so sometimes it's nice to have someone that can relate to you. Yeah, they, they become your backbone, especially when you have to have those difficult conversations of, like, you know, not to get all dark and whatever, but, you know. Sorry, did it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, like, you never know which shift is going to be could potentially be their last and i can tell like when you have to have those hard conversations you you can't do it by yourself you know and when you have those like i know junior and i have had the conversations of if something happens to him who's who's gonna show up at my door oh let me tell you someone (laughs) came off was off duty pender county i think they i don't know who it was but they came up into my yard and the white truck pulls up and i'm like because he was on shift and i was like i had a deputy show up at my and it was just line. someone that was just like hey i saw tj's truck home which it was his other truck and i was like oh god see i had a sheriff show up at the coronary. door one morning and junior was coming off shift um and he 
was looking for a missing iPad. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, it's pinging right here. I was like, it ain't here. I promise you that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, when you have those conversations, like, they become your backbone. You can't do this by yourself. No. Unless you're Camille. <laughs> <laughs> She's super I'm telling woman. you. She really is. Coffee. Chocolate. And she drinks a crap ton of water. <laughs> Lots of water. <laughs> She's hydrated. I'm very hydrated. But I mean, I don't I don't know if there's any really good advice because I think everybody's gonna man like everybody's gonna have to find their own niche on how to kinda like uh you know, deal with the things that come up or you know, you're always just like I just gotta get to the next shift or like when they're in their rot what is it, the rotation or whatever you call it. What is it called? The tour. Tour. When you're on the tour, I'm like, I just got to get this through this tour and then they'll be home four nights. Because I have a lot less anxiety when they're home, when he's home at night. So um, I think everybody just kind of has to, on top of having a good support system, everybody has to have their own kind of thing too. So. Hush puppies are good. Hush puppies. He's eating our hush puppies. That's great. Rude. Rude, Junior Hall. Rude. Well, I appreciate it. And any last. TJ, any, any before we? No, I think I've said enough tonight. Yeah, you probably have said enough. You, TJ you, dug your own hole when he said you opened our You're probably lucky you're on shift right now. Nah, I'm very lucky I'm on shift right now. <laughs> and and uh, I believe to the, the children's with the cup. Is that who's watching all the children? Yeah. Yes. My kids are nerd Wow. He has Noxon was like, bye. Bye. It's like. He's uh, giving him kisses. He didn't, he didn't want nothing to do with me. And then as soon as Chris walked through the door, he jumped in his arms. And I was like. But that's that's another feelings. thing that you'll see too is when you start like when you get like that, all the kids become very intertwined as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Like Vanessa and Zoe, even though they're older, being fifteen and seventeen, they still love Elena and Noxon and Preston and they ask about them all the time and they're all like Yeah. It's their own little support system too. Yeah, because Corbin asked me, because, you know, we did the, the, nug the party. breakfast with that, the nug party, but we did the <laughs> oh, yeah, breakfast with what? Cup. You don't know what a nug uh, party a is? A nug party. It's amazing. And, uh, you so, say nug? Yeah, it's a nug. It's a, my, my son calls it a nug party. It's chicken nuggets. My son's a huge <laughs> fan of chicken nuggets. So we did nug what party. We, we actually did here was yeah. a nug party. Where we made I don't god awful amount of chicken nuggets. Yeah, we made a lot. And uh, a lot all the kids sat there and ate chicken mm-hmm. nuggets. And I ate he chicken called, nuggets too. <laughs> called it a nug party. Ate some fries. But that's what Corbin asked about Preston. I told Cup he's got to get them because they. I guess it was crazy because I'm sure Cup says something when we when they got together they act like they didn't know each other. Yeah. And they didn't talk. So like 80 percent of the thing, and then the last twenty minutes it was like they were best friends mm-hmm. and just realized that they knew each other, and then they getting upset because they got apart ways. <laughs> I'm like, every time, every like, time they're together, they're like that. Yeah, but, I mean, then you can track it through the years. Like, how many times do the Christmas parties show up, and it's like, oh my god, you remember when they were all so little? Yeah, I mean, we've even done things outside of that for them, like cookie mm-hmm. party, well, we do Halloween, cookies at Christmas, going Halloween, Halloween. trick or treating. Yeah, we do like <clears throat> holidays together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like we have any other. We have some comments, but it doesn't look like we have any questions. <laughs> Justin, Justin. <laughs> oh lord, oh lord. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I guess that's probably where we'll wrap it up there. If anybody else has anything else they want to say. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm sure you're good. You're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to hit the end button. Okay, well, I appreciate you guys coming on. It wasn't so bad, right? It was no, nothing crazy. I told you it wasn't be bad. I'll have you back again. As long as we all do it together. Yeah. That's what I said. So, thank you.
<laughs> okay, well, thank you guys. And that's it. And, um, just keep in mind, if you want to get a hold of us, we do have the Facebook page, Yard Breathers PC. We have the Instagram, Yard Breathers PC. Um, our email is yardbreatherspc at hotmail.com. Email. I think the only person who's ever actually emailed us and was gave us some constructive criticism was Excel. She yeah. didn't like our intro music. Um, <laughs> so we ch- it used to be a p- If you listen to the very first episode, it was a piano, and she recommended that we changed it. She said it in a nice way. Things to be some like hard rock or something. Yeah. Well, we, we like well, the one it's now. It's hard to find stuff that isn't trademarked. Yeah. And I can't create music because I have no musical. So I have to use stuff that's not trademarked or else, yeah, they don't like that. So uh, that's our way of contacting us. If you want to be on the show or have an idea to be on the show, just contact us. Uh, Besides that, that's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 B